welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 58. I am your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just one bean with me. So tonight we have Cracker. How's it going, mate? I'm very well, mate. How you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I think uh, I think all the rest of the beans were just too worn out after uh, the big weekend we had. So it's just us tonight. That's all right. That's all we need. Yeah. Just the, the, the host <laughs> and the second host. That's all we need. You hear that? The rest of the beans out there when you listen to that? <laughs> Cracker records, we don't need you, so. I mean, they say the same about me, so, you know, get my licks yeah, I mean, in while I can. That's right. Every, every time I'm not here, uh, all I do is cop it, so got to get it back at them uh, when we can. So, yeah, lots to talk about tonight. There has, uh, has actually been a lot happening uh, in the world of magic, not just in the, uh, the Magic Beans world, but uh, in the, uh, the greater world of magic. So plenty of things to touch on tonight. And uh, yeah, hopefully you uh, you enjoy this episode. But before we get into that, Cracker, do you want to tell everybody who our awesome sponsors are? Love to. It is Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction page. They run auctions for magic cards every night of the week and heaps and heaps of auctions. Like there's usually three or four listings each time and each listing has, you know, like 40 odd individual cards and sometimes groups of cards as well so there's always stacks of cardboard going for sale uh and you can just score some really good bargains you know because there's so many things people miss stuff and you can score some sick (laughs) deals right no it's just it's just true right like i mean i know you and i have both sniped cards for like a buck because we're just like oh value bit i'll put one on and then you win and you're like yes i'll take a dollar card thank you very much so go check them out you can find them on facebook just uh search josh and pat's mtg bazaar or in our show notes we'll have a link to their um facebook page Absolutely, and uh, I believe they're doing a big giveaway at the moment. Huge. <laughs> Huge. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, uh, the problem is that I'm going to have to get like Amelia and some other people to start liking their Facebook page. So, if, yeah. you, if you like their new, if you like Josh and Pat's Facebook page, then you enter into the running for winning a collector's booster box, is it? No. So, there's, there's six Commander, Commander Legends. Legends boxes oh. up for grabs. And yeah, all you got to do is uh, invite a friend to the group, get them into the group. So uh, we're we're growing the uh, Josh and Pat's numbers there, and uh, yeah, you'll be in the running for a uh, yeah one of six Commander Legends boxes whenever they actually arrive in the country. I'm, I don't think they've actually gotten here yet, but uh, yeah, invite someone, comment on the giveaway post, and uh, yeah, and then you'll be in the running for that. So I, I do it for a pack, man, but a box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did have a big chat with uh, with Pat this week, and uh, one of the things we talked about was that probably didn't need to go with with six boxes, but that's what he decided to go with because he's a, a very generous person and uh, he wants to spread the love. So yeah, definitely uh, get in on that because that's a pretty sweet giveaway and that's a, a massive prize. So make got sure you're giveaway you're in. happening at the moment. Yeah, we do. It's it's just giveaways all, it's, all over the place. It's the time of year, buddy. It's it the is. time of year. So yep. we're involved in the thirty one days of Christmas which is uh, a group of magic content creators from all around the globe, right? And yep, yep, everywhere. It's, it's, look, it's 31 days of Christmas. We're already 10 days in when we're recording the cast, <laughs> so you gotta, you got to get in and going. But basically, you can enter through a link, um, which will be in the show notes, saying that you've come from the beans. Uh, and everyone's put up different just giveaways to, to put up. So Shorty has got a commander deck from 2018, was it? Yep. The Bant Enchantments deck, I believe. Yeah, that's the one. Which is worth about a hundred bucks now. Really fun deck. I've played against it, and uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff going. So if you enter, you're into in for all of the um, potential prizes from all the creators, not just us. We'll be drawing ours on 
on, <laughs> on the th- the 32nd day of Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to time zones. <laughs> Thanks, America. Uh, so, we'll be putting up a video, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Just explaining, drawing a winner and, and seeing who gets lucky and, and gets the sweet prize. So, make sure you just jump into that. Takes two seconds. We have all entered. Amelia, my wife, has entered that one. I said, when you see a random email, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> And we do have a, a nice healthy rivalry going on between us and uh, Orcs Head Magic from New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, make sure you follow our link because uh, when they run the numbers at the end of it, we want to be well ahead of uh, of Jordan over there from, from Orcs Head Magic. Look, so, they're, share, they're share nice, that team. Yeah, they're, they're nice people, but, like, we, we have to beat them. <laughs> in everything absolutely <laughs> so yeah we've got the uh we've got that commander deck that you'll also get a beans playmat uh which is a uh, hot property at the moment the card kingdom's throwing in a voucher i think it's just like a 10 buck voucher but that's that's not bad and uh, i just heard today from uh from the organizers that wizards of the coast themselves are actually throwing in a special bundle to uh for each person that wins a prize they haven't given us the details on what they are yet but something direct from Wizards. So, yeah, that's uh, it's growing and getting bigger. I mean, you, you already had a $100 commander deck and now you're, you're probably, you know, up 150 maybe even more with uh, with all the rest of the stuff. So, free stuff. And, free stuff uh, while, is good. While, while we're still talking about free stuff, uh, our survey is still running. We're, uh, we're trying to get a little bit of feedback from all of you lovely listeners out there to see what you like and what you didn't like about uh, what we've done over the last what 14 months 15 months we've been doing this thing for something Mm -hmm. like that and uh yeah where we can improve and and what we should keep doing so the link for that is in the show notes again and yeah we'll be uh running that right up till the end of the year and then doing a draw to get a zendikar expedition which uh we cracked a couple of those on the weekend and uh, one of them was an ancient tomb which uh i think that's like 60 or 70 us for uh for the expedition ancient tomb so yeah because it was the extended art wasn't it yeah yeah Great looking card, and we also had one of the um, the Battlelands that yep. opened up as well. Yep. But um, yeah, look, this year came at us in a huge rush for lots of different ways, and we're still trying to wrap our heads around like what we can do for our community, which still blows us away that there are people that you know <laughs> that we wanna, have a community that, that we have a community, right? <laughs> and and we we love it, and so like we we really want feedback like it's it's nice to hear that you think we're doing a great job but if there are things you'd like us to see from us or you know like areas we can improve then like that's really useful because yeah i mean we've just guessed for this year let's <laughs> let's not kid ourselves and like i think we've done a really good job but we know we can do more and we can do better so like if you've got some ideas help us out absolutely all right well speaking of one of the uh, things that just sort of came up on us and was a random <laughs> idea uh there was a top level magic tournament that uh, was played this weekend with A grade coverage, mm-hmm. maybe B grade commentary, but uh, definitely some A grade <laughs> play happening there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, watched by people all around the world, That's heaps true. of viewers, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of hype. So, Magic Beans Invitational, the Magic Beans Invy, it's For, done, first finished. ever. Tell you what, what a day, man. <laughs> It was a long day, but it, was, it actually went very quickly. It went super fast. I loved it. I loved every yeah. minute of it. I had so much fun just the whole day. <laughs> like, Because oh, we caught up on, on Monday afterwards, and I was like, I don't remember a whole chunk of Saturday because it just went past in a blur, and at the end, I was exhausted. And I imagine it was even more so for you, given you were there for a couple of hours longer than I was. <laughs> so, and, and you weren't feeling the best, so I'm glad you uh, you pulled through. Yeah, but, um, yeah. 
What a show, man. Yeah. And, and we got a winner. We did, yeah. So, uh, Hemsey managed to uh, to take it all down, which uh, is not probably not surprising, really. I mean, he's, he's really. been on the top of the uh, the leaderboard basically the whole year. I, th- I think he, he probably... I think he might have won one of the first leagues that we counted. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just sort of had really good performances through every league and, and ended up finishing on top by a fairly big margin. Like, he was on 20 points, and the next was Child River Walker, who was only on 14. So, was uh, was a fair way ahead of the pack. But uh, safe to say his day didn't start off too well, Cracker. It did not. Man, that was... um, <laughs> What a surprise. So, Hemsey was playing... Uh, what was it? Abzan Urion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Abzan Doom foretold. Mm. And <clears throat> quite of a, a quite a grindy sort of deck. And his first matchup was against Namburger, who was on Mono Green Food. And we're you know we're doing the pre-show and, and chatting about what we think. And we're like, oh well, you know, like Hemsey's probably favoured, you know, on average of this matchup because he's got all the removal in the world. Nope. Thirty-five seconds later, the match was finished. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it just very quick. Seriously, it was it was hilarious. I wasn't covering that part, and uh, you know, you and I were trying to help, you know, set things up in the background, and then it was just like, ah, uh, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Switching to the screens. <laughs> Poor Chris thought he'd have a you know half an hour or so, but no. Nah. But and. So that, that pushed Hemsey into the lower bracket because it was a, a double elimination. And Namburger kind of just cruised on through for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, kept winning in the in the winner's bracket, got all the way through into the finals. Uh, you know, pl- only played four games all, all up through through the whole event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, had a, had a pretty easy run. But, uh, yeah, we so we watched all the first four matches in the, in the first round. And, yeah, there was a few... Uh, you know, good matches in there and uh, a couple of upsets, but yeah, Hemsey getting taken down o uh, two in the in the first round was probably the biggest surprise. Definitely, but uh, that wasn't the end of of old Hemsey, as we've already spoiled. He he did end up winning the event, so he uh, he won his way through the losers bracket, carving them up all all the way, and uh, yeah, ended up in the uh, in the finals and got his sweet revenge in in the rematch yeah so it ended up against his first round opponent namberger in the finals and crushed him got the got the 2-0 win he did he <laughs> flipped it completely and look you know it was a big part of the fact that in the the first the first match Hemsey's manner just ne- never got underneath him right yeah he was missing colors and missing lands and and the mono green food deck that namberger was playing just did what it was supposed to do and just absolutely punished him for for stumbling but at the second time they faced up the the mana was just there. So Hemsey, you know, had all the things that you would want, you know, just a bunch of removal spells and, you know, some doom foretolds and things like that and just managed to grind it out and, and you know, he played really well all day. Everyone played really, really well. And it was yeah. just it was so much fun to cover, you know. And like I said in the, the show where we were last week we were talking about, you know, the the decks and what we were looking forward to seeing. I was just saying I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these guys find lines that I don't see coming. <laughs> that sure happened a bunch, oh, and yeah. it's awesome, right? It's just yeah. so so much fun to see kind of how well everyone knew their deck, and you know they've obviously put a lot of preparation in, and you know talking to them, you know afterwards and beforehand, you know they were thinking about the matchups and what they did want to see and what they didn't want to see. So you know it was all taken like it was a fun event, but everyone took it pretty seriously, which was great. That's what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we wanted some of those rivalries to uh, to continue that we've seen through the group league uh, group stages and uh, into the finals. Uh, we did manage to actually get the uh, 
the all-time grudge match between mm. uh, Hemsey and Child River Walker. If uh, if you haven't seen their interview videos, then uh, go and look <laughs> them up on YouTube. You'll find the, all the interview videos on there. And uh, they are mates outside of outside of the magic world, but uh, when it comes to magic, there is definitely a uh, a serious rivalry going on there. They, and they are bitter enemies <laughs> in, in the best co- possible way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hemsey got the better of uh, of Child Rebel Walker there. Uh, I think uh, there was a bit of a misplay there. We we did see that one on camera from Child Rebel Walker, probably attacking when he shouldn't have. And I think there was he, he did uh, mention there was probably an earlier misplay in the same game. So yeah, he may have uh, may have gotten scared off by. Uh, by Hemsey's prowess. Who, Maybe. Who I mean, he, he also was doing it the hard way too. So he lost yeah. in the first round and then had to fight his way through to meet in the they met in the semifinals in the lower bracket, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. So they were both sort of like four matches in at that point. So yep. no, it would have been five actually, I think. Anyway, uh, whatever it was. Four, was, four was yeah. Was was a bunch of magic played and, you know, we're kind of, you know, like four matches is a fairly long day. And then to yeah. have to keep Un- under pressure. At, at top level, yeah, for, for yep. some you know, there were some real prizes at stake here. We weren't yeah. just playing for, you know, a basic land. It was a land. It wasn't basic, though. <laughs> it has basic land types. On it. That's true. Two of them. Two of them. It doesn't even do your damage. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the day, we uh, we ended up with, yeah, Hemsey on top, uh, with Namburger in second, uh, followed up by Yan Ray in third, Child Rebel Walker in fourth, uh, Benny R in fifth, Tom D in sixth, P- J Mud in seventh, and P Jaw rounding it out in uh, in eighth place. So it was an awesome day. We had uh, a ton of fun. The coverage, I think, was uh, yeah, as we you know we, we we've been sort of pumping it up for a few weeks, but it definitely mm-hmm. did step up an extra notch. Oh, for sure, uh, it was so easily that, that the was best great. we've done. Yeah, yeah, and and you know if you go back and watch our first few streams we've done, you you definitely see the improvements as we go, but. I think it. Uh, I think it is a very professional finish, and yeah, very proud of what we've been able to do. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the vod is still up on Twitch at the moment, and it will go up on YouTube in the next few days. So yeah, definitely go and check it out because yeah, some some great matches there, and you can see all the fun stuff we got up to giving away more stuff. <laughs> we just giveaways all all day. So so much stuff. <laughs> uh, one match that I thought was well, actually just one game. <laughs> that I thought was particularly good, and not just because I was covering it, was the one between J Mud and Benny R. Yep. Their, their first game was like a full control battle, and we got down to, um, I'm not going to spoil the winner, but Benny R had eight cards left in his library, and only two of them were unknown. Yeah. So, like, that one was an epic, epic battle, and they both played really, really well. You know, not just like, face up kind of magic they were thinking you know multiple turns ahead and and you know they both knew what each other's threats were and like the evaluation and stuff and and you know seeing like like high value sweepers like extinction event being fired off to kill like a token or two and stuff like that so really just well played um magic there it was great fun to see yeah i think my favorite <laughs> moment from the day was i think it was yan ray versus child rebel walker mm-hmm. when uh or it might have been yan ray versus benny can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was definitely Yan Ray getting the uh, the triple ruin crab start with a uh, with a fabled yes. passage in hand as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, that- oh yeah, this game's going to go quick, and it's going to be a lot of milling going on. And, and it uh, yeah, sure he, did. It, it did. Yep. It was uh, it was good. I, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, the random mill out 
even though uh, that's probably not the uh, the plan A of the deck. It's, yeah, it's just sort of win condition. Su- supplementary to the uh, the rogues and all the things that you get from having eight or more cards in the graveyard. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's uh, that's our invitation. Also, the, about the only thing, uh, I guess, to announce from that, uh, we, we, we have, we're not going to get into what we're actually doing next year, but we w- have we did announce on stream, We can so we can say it here, that Hemsey, as, uh, as the first Magic Beans Invitational champion, will be auto-qualified for the Invitational that we will run towards the end of next year. So... We're doing it the way it should be done. I know Wizards uh, messed that up a few times with the World Championships. And, uh, yeah, no, you've got to bring them back, man. Yeah, not, not inviting back the uh, the previous year's champion to defend their title, but we're going to do it right, and we're going to bring Hemsey back and, yeah, see if he can defend his title again. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for when you're bidding on the auctions from Josh and Pat's. Uh, probably early next year you'll start to see some of Hemsey's special tokens getting uh, shipped out to you with all the cards that you buy from Josh and Pat's. So. Looking forward to that. Be uh, interesting to see how that looks. Now, uh, on the same weekend, mm-hmm. I think we were we were competing for coverage a little bit uh, on on the weekend with some other second rate event that uh, happened to be on with some no name players. What was that? Uh, the Zendikar Rising Championships. Ah, uh, yeah, no, we don't need to talk about that. Not really. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the production value was lower. <laughs> And, like, that's not even joking. Uh, but, look, the the stakes were a little bit higher. So, this is yeah. this is a replacement for a PT or yeah, a basically. Mythic Championship or whatever you want to call it. But this yep. is, like, big-time premiere Watsy event. Yep. And it was played over... Yep. This is the first one of these that we've had. This is sort of the new, the new rollout. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be seeing these happening next year. So there's a there's a Kaldheim championship coming up, I think, like at the end of the first quarter in next year, and then there'll be a whatever the yes. next Strict, Strixhaven, I think, the, the set is yeah. after that. So, yep, yeah, it's, exactly. it's effectively the replacement for the PTs. But rather than being like the old PTs used to be at the start of a season, you'd have a new set release, and then, you know, two weeks later you would have the uh, the PT. Now mm-hmm. this it seems to be at the end of the season. So it's a little bit different. Sure. And you know that's fine, but it's yeah. it's still going to be named after the set that it is yeah, in, yep. involving, yep. which is which is slightly different. You know they've obviously had a, a whole stack of changes around organised play over the last couple of years, and and this is where we're up to now. So it has been a little tricky to keep up with how important these different events are and how hard they are to get into. But this is the top, right? This is not like invite only um, mythic invitationals. This is you have earned your way in. So this was like all of the rivals players, all of the MPL players and people who had gone through like a series of qualifier events. So this is yeah. like top level people who have done it the hard way to, to yep. get into this kind of stuff. So um, we both caught some of this on over the weekend uh, and it was a double format. Yeah. So they had both standard and historic. Yeah. I mean, like previously the the pro tours or players tours were usually a split format. Uh, some, sometimes they weren't, but almost always they were, or they have been for quite a long time and, and they were usually draft and then standard or draft mm-hmm. and then modern or, or something like that. But uh, unfortunately, Arena doesn't quite have that capability to be running a large draft uh, tournament just yet. So yeah, still still split format, but yeah, standard and historic. So it's a bit, bit different. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, historic is obviously being pushed quite a lot recently by Wizards. You know, there's been a lot of high level events. And I mean, as we said before, it feels like a real thing. So it didn't feel like 
there was kind of anything being given away by having a split format, like part of it was just, well, we have to do this other thing. It felt like, you know, there were some real choices to be made and, and you know, real percentages to be won from, from players based on, you know, how well they prepared in both, which has always been one of the challenges of the Pro Tours, right? Yeah. Was you always started on draft, right? Yep. Day one, sit down, you draft, and if you, you know, you 3 you draft, then you're setting yourself up really well for a good run. So, you know, they started off with standard. The the surprising, well, maybe not surprising, because the beans are awesome, but <laughs> not not us, the beans family, I should say, the, the beans community. Uh, their standard metagame was very similar to ours. Yeah, yeah. So, if you've been paying attention, not even just to us, but just generally, we saw Gruel Adventures, Monogreen Food, Rogues, Teamer Adventures, Demir Control, a couple of different types of Doom Foretold, and then some other random things thrown in there. But no real surprises in there, shall we? No. No, and and the percentages of the field were fairly evenly spread. I, I think people were kind of expecting, like Gruel came in at twenty three point nine percent of the field, which is the highest, and and mm-hmm. you know that's still a fair percentage. But when you compare that to standard, you know, three months ago, <laughs> there were fifty percent. Yeah. So, uh, and more. yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people were expecting Gruel to be the largest portion of the metagame and, and that's exactly how it turned out it is a very good deck and mm-hmm. can uh from from what i've heard people say they reckon it is by far the best deck on the play it's yeah it's uh it's aggressive draws are just so quick that uh kind of doesn't matter what your opponent's doing sometimes you can just get them dead really quick with a you know a, a love struck beast and an ember cleave so yeah not not surprising at all the one that surprised me the most is mono green food being uh being the second highest it's it just it's really been picking up over the last few weeks, and I guess I probably hadn't paid quite enough attention to how much it had been picking up. But yeah, same. It it seemed like you know there's there's been a mono green deck for quite a while um, in the format, but the shift to the food variant that we're seeing here, I mean, I, I knew about it, but I hadn't seen a lot of it. And yeah, it's kind of really. I mean, there were 32 players, so 17.4 percent of the field that brought that deck. So that's a pretty high representation. Yeah. Yeah, like I've played a bit of it on stream over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks and it was good, but I mean, probably a lot of it was pilot error. I just, <laughs> I didn't seem to be doing <laughs> doing very well with it, but yeah, it uh, it seems to have performed pretty well over the weekend as well. So yeah, that's a, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. And look, rogues, I mean, always to be expected. I don't think we're going to see that disappear anytime soon. There's a really strong core there and you can kind of build it however you like and if you look at the actual like um the win rate across the standard metagame uh rogues actually has the best yeah overall win percentage yeah uh at 54 percent. so look everything is i mean we talk about the best the difference between the lowest which is actually monogreen food yeah, at 47 food. yep and then you know rogues at at 54 there's not a big gap there right so yeah. ev- everything is clustered around the 50 percent. so this is a pretty balanced metagame that we see mm-hmm which, yeah, is cool. uh, which is probably uh, not what people would have been expecting a couple of months ago. As, Two years, uh, as 30 <laughs> bannings later, and, and we got finally that. got it right. <laughs> Bring on the next set that's going to ruin everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it is interesting that, you know, if you, if you look down those decks like Gruel Adventures, uh, Mono Green Food, Teamer Adventures, the Doom Foretold decks, they're all Throne of Eldraine focused 
decks. <laughs> like the the majority of those cards or those mechanics are from Eldraine. So yeah, it just really goes to show, you know, I, I don't know how many cards out of that set have been banned now, but it'll be probably five or six or something like that. And, and it's still super powerful enough that with all the other sets we have at the moment, they're still the best cards to be playing. So very yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, uh, you know, come September or whatever next year when we get another rotation, when we finally lose Eldraine, is there just going to be this absolute vacuum of power? No, <laughs> no, because can... they've, they've had 12 months to fill it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sta- standard's pretty good. Uh, what what about historic? What are we seeing there? Uh, I mean, all kinds of things. Gobbos, unsurprisingly, yeah, still a very yeah, popular deck. favourite Muxus. Yeah. He, look, people... The the cards that have been broken in the last few years have been cards that just let you look at the top few cards of your, you know, six cards or so of your deck and just put some of them just, into play. Just put them straight into play. Just just whack them in there. It's fine. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Some of them even let you cast them for some yeah, reason. They thought right. giving you cast triggers would be good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so goblins, um, unsurprisingly, uh, both Jund and Rakdos Sacrifice, people still like putting cats in ovens. And then we have seen kind of the rise of the four-color mid-range deck in the last little while. So, Saltime mid-range was obviously quite strong for a, a long time in Historic, uh, you know, with the Uro engine and then just black removal spells and all that kind of stuff. But we then saw the big pig coming through. Mm, Yashan. And Yashan. And really just giving a bunch of punch to that, to the point where it was worth splashing white for. Yep. So, yeah, a, a lot of them are running a couple. Basically, um, it people can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities is the big thing. So, it just turns off a bunch of, you know, like the Rakdos deck, for example. Yeah, just yeah. Just f- ceases to function. <laughs> so, and, and, and it's a format of 4-4, right? So, it's stats yeah, are difficult hard, to deal hard with. hard to kill. You can't claim it. So It, it you know, gets this- you a couple of lands when it comes into play as well. So of course. It's helping your cause. Yeah, absolutely. So, just uh, powerful effects there. And look, you know, backed up by Thought Season, some other disruption, you know, is a, a pretty strong mix. Yep. One of the other decks that you and I talked about, actually, the, the rise of Auras. Mm. And it seems like the Azorius one was the, the flavor that people were interested in. Yep. And- it Did not do so well. Kind of got crushed. It's <laughs> 33.9% yeah. win rate. Yeah. Look, it, it's- it had probably a little more representation than I thought it might, but you know, it um, it did not do well. It went no. nineteen and fifty six, which is <laughs> <laughs> as as opposed to the highest performing decks, which were uh, Saltile mid range at fifty seven percent. So there's, you know, I was saying that standard was fairly flat. This is there's some big gaps here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Saltile mid range and the four color mid range, like. Fifty-seven point one four for Saltai, fifty-six point nine two for four colors. So basically the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like looking at the metagame breakdown. It is interesting. Like they've don't. I, I guess Wizards have done this just to sort of fit more decks on the on that list, or sort of bunch them up a bit. Like they they grouped Rakdos and Jun Sacrifice make to make it up. 30.4% of the field, which makes it look like it's a lot. And same with Saltai and four-color midrange mm-hmm. coming in at 28.3. But if you actually go to their breakdown, the four-color midrange is only 20%. That's the highest highest deck. So that's even less of a share than the highest deck we saw in standard, which is pretty good. And then Jund Sacrifice is only 196 And then that actually puts Goblins into third. So 
yeah, pre- pretty good spread across the field for Historic. So I, th- I think Historic is is probably you know in, in the same sort of spot of standard where it's actually really good. And and you go through like all the other decks that are also there in Historic, and there's there's tons of them. There's, there's heaps. heaps of heaps of variation. Yeah. Some someone ran the nine lives combo. <laughs> someone someone sure. ran Neo Storm. <laughs> yeah. And someone just went. I'm playing Demir Rogues all day. Can't stop <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we we saw the the winner who was a guy called Brad Barclay and the finals the top eight which was run on the what was the Sunday Mo- Monday for us Monday for us yeah I was going to say yep. Sunday in the US but Monday for us we actually got to watch a bit of we mm. caught some of the finals and uh, Brad was playing Azorius Control yeah not, I don't know uh, probably not the deck I would have picked <laughs> man it's not the deck I ever want to pick <laughs> no. look as much as I love drawing cards. And I love drawing cards. Like, just Azorius Control is like the most boring thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, obviously piloted really well. He faced yep. off against Autumn Burchette in the finals. And look, Autumn is an outstanding player. You know, oh, she yeah. has been the English national champion a couple of times. She's won a PT. Um, you know, she's kind of been crushing it for the last couple of years, just nonstop. And she was playing goblins and, you know, did quite well with that all the way through. And... and Actually lost back to back. Yeah, against, it was uh, against Brad, which is we, we, we got to. Bit. Well, I got to watch you guys were actually uh, in the middle of playing some cube, we, and, we and I, I had some spare time, so I actually watched that whole final. And yeah, Autumn got a little bit unlucky. You know, had had a couple of rolls of the Muxus and just didn't quite hit, or you know, drew drew the card one one turn too late and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, Brad Brad definitely uh, knew his way around the uh, the Azorius control deck and played it very very well. So. Yeah, it was uh, could have gone either way, but uh, no, the uh, the Azorius control deck just kept that control the whole time and, and never never actually gave it up. Yeah, um, yeah, well, well done. Um, the, and look, the the top eight was pretty pretty stacked. There's, stacked, there's, yeah. I mean, Mingucci was in there. Brad Nelson was in there. Um, Gabe Nassif. Okay. Was always he's, he's just, I think he's what top is, eighted like the last four or five or something I like saw, major events. I'm pretty sure I saw someone saying that he needs to be banned. <laughs> like, he's just he's just been killing it, man. Game yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. You know, he is like one of the OGs as far as, you know, high level magic pros. And he's yep. played in, in, you know, so many pro tours is not funny. And yep. it's awesome that he's, you know, doing really well streaming and, you know, obviously crushing it nonstop with with these zoomers, as apparently they're called, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's old, not old us, school paper, paper <laughs> boomers. Can, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can still hang with these kids. Yep, they're not yeah, not not us though. <laughs> no, no, I have I have a zoomer, but she's my daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, before I feel old. We got to play yeah. with some old cards on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as as we mentioned, we we did catch up on the Monday and yeah, play, played a bit of cube. So we've been wanting to do this for ever. Whole year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So che- Chewie has we've we've definitely mentioned on the podcast before. Chewie has a I guess you'd call it a legacy cube or yeah, like it's, it's 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 yep. not a powered cube. It's it's not a vintage cube. Um, so no. yeah, pro- probably legacy. Yeah, no, it's, legacy it's a power legacy. Level. It's yeah, it's it's not like a direct rip from a moto list or anything like that. Um, it's you know one that he's kind of curated over the last well ages actually, probably like yeah, ten yeah. years or so. He's been building this cube. Yep. Uh, and the current iteration, he made some new changes and things. And yeah, we we managed to draft it twice mm. on, on the weekend, which was 
amazing because you ever tried to get eight people in a room to draft? <laughs> we we had nine. We did. <laughs> That's how well we were doing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just nonsense ensued. Was yeah. just great. I mean, like opening cube packs is just some of the most fun you can have in Magic, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think we're probably going to have to do a, a special on cube at some point, but it is. It is very different to drafting a normal oh, draft. Yeah, like you, yeah, yeah. you know, if every pack has fifteen good cards in it, you're Correct. you're very rarely opening a pack going, uh, okay, well, I'll just, well, you're you're never opening a pack going, I'll flip to the rare and see what it is. No, no, it's if you find a common in your pack, it's because it's something like you know, counterspell, <laughs> yeah, exactly, or brainstorm <laughs> or something like, yeah, yeah. like that. So yes, uh, it's great. I love it. And, yeah, and the, you know, the, you, you draft a particular archetype ideally uh and yeah Chew- chewy's built a few a few different archetypes in there some yeah. some probably need a little bit of taming down but uh yeah there's a, there's a few things you can take yeah but yeah, yeah so- I, I i sat out of the first draft because uh, yeah we did we did have nine people but you participated in the first one and what did you I draft did. uh i drafted a blue red artifact kind of wildfire deck so i had oh man my, my deck was kind of yeah it was was fun. Um, <laughs> I had I had a couple of combos. So just I took a bunch of signets to um, you know just have as mana rocks. Didn't get quite as many as I wanted because it turns out Chewy on the other side of the table had the same idea. <laughs> he was, was also trying to, trying to draft the same deck. Trying to, but I managed to get both um, Wildfire and Burning of Jinye, and yep. they're both very old cards. They're six mana red sorceries, but they say each opponent destroys four lands and it deals four damage to all creatures in play so i got to do that and then i had like uh sort of the win conditions were a bunch of artifact creatures i had like mere battle sphere and worm coil engine and sundering titan and i could like deready them or goblin world them into play from my graveyard so my deck was kind of gross um in the best sort of way and i had a great time unfortunately i did lose to chewy he <laughs> he killed me with my own seven seven stone coil serpent because <laughs> nice. he zealous conscripted it yeah, and okay. Smashed me with it. But yeah, it was it was a bunch of fun. Yep. And uh we even got to see uh J Mud. He uh we he did. made the trip up from Geelong. Mm-hmm. Which was uh pretty cool. Got to actually hand him his invitational prizes directly, so save save me on the postage. But yeah, yeah I think, he, I think he got to he use his great, beans playmat for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh yeah, and then we did uh we did a second draft. Uh, Stu had to leave a little bit early, so I, I finished off uh, his draft deck, which was a <laughs> what was that? It was a horrible Esper control deck that uh, it just had Jason sucked, sucked the fun out of everyone. I uh, I got to sit down and play against Chris, who was on uh, Reanimator, and uh, I uh, I played my turn five uh, Scarab God, and mm-hmm. that put the dampener on all of his fun because uh, he could yeah. no longer target any of his creatures in his graveyard. So that was good fun. But uh, yeah, the second draft, I. Uh, I think I just did my usual. <laughs> you, you think? I you, know you did. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that uh, 90% of the time when I draft, I draft mono red, and people just kept passing me red cards, so... It's because they're, they're boring, Shorty. Oh, no, no. No, winning is fun, Cracker. Winning is fun. No, no, no. And, and playing mono <laughs> red is fun. Yeah. It, it can be. That's yeah. true. I, I drafted red cards. Yeah. I, I drafted red-white, like a... I was planning on being red-white, and then we got to the end of the draft, and I looked at my cards and went, you know what? I can just build this as straight mono-red, and it's pretty good. And uh turns out it was pretty good, and I 3-0'd the, the draft. So, 
I think uh, I think that is one of the archetypes that probably does need a couple of cards taken out. As uh, we had, had a bit of a chat to Chewy about that, but yeah, yeah ba- balancing a cube is really difficult. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and and trying to find like he'd put some things in to try and buff the is it spells deck, but unfortunately, if you're putting a bunch of cheap red spells in, then Burn is pretty happy to take yeah. those too. So. Yeah. Particularly when you've got, you know, like um, Swiss Spear and other prowess creatures and things in, in the mono red deck that it's looking to leverage. So, you know, some some tweaking to be done there. My second draft, I ended up, man, I hated it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I just, I'm drafting it and I was miserable for like 80% of the drafts. And then I managed to like get Sneak Attack, Show and Tell, Emrakul. <laughs> <laughs> the aeons to together. <laughs> well, I was trying, like, you know, I got a couple of the pieces early on and I I, I was drafting green cards going, why, why am I drafting green cards? And then ended up with like a Knight of the Reliquary in my deck. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be Selesnia. This is like the, <laughs> it's like my worst nightmare. I don't want to do this at all. But, um, yeah, and I ended up with, uh, like, it wasn't busted, but it was was pretty fun. Uh, and I had some, some good matches with that one. We didn't... Uh, get to play all of them because oh yeah jay might yeah, have jay, to, jay dip might out have a to little bit early. early yep but um yeah no played played a, a really long long game against uh was kind of just a black white mid-range deck but you know they had a bunch of answers and they ended up with batter skull that then they fantastic no they um phyrexian metamorphed so yeah, they, yeah. they they had two batter skulls. And so I managed to <laughs> I managed to do my thing and I, I went, ha, sneak attack Emrakul. And they're like, oh, I'm going to blow up all my lands and take 15. And then a few turns later, they're at 36. And I was just like, <laughs> ah, I, I won, but it, would, it shouldn't have taken me that many extra turns after yeah, yeah. I, uh, but um, I think one of the grossest things that happened to me though, was the previous game where Chris decided to draft I mean, was Esper Control wasn't all blue-white control. And he had uh, Isochron Scepter, again, old card from like Darksteel, uh, which lets you imprint an instant with Converter Mana Cost 2 or less underneath it. You can pay two and cast that card if you would like. And Chris decided that he was going to imprint Swords to Plowshares. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say... I could not sneak in anything no. particularly because <laughs> uh, I couldn't find Emrakul, which has got protection from it, all of the things, but Ulamog got exiled and my Palaka Worm got exiled. And so <laughs> and then he's just like beating me down with a true name at the same time. So that was, uh, that was great. I had a great time. I loved it. Yeah. No, but like, I mean, whatever. Cube, I mean, just getting to play Magic for the whole day was unreal. And yeah. seeing people in person. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I know. Uh, I know. Chris felt pretty dirty playing a, a blue control. He did. He did. He's like, "Oh, why would you do this?" I was like, "He's drawing cards." But no, Chris is very much known for uh, playing green ramp stuff. Anything that involves getting lots of lots of lands and then doing all sorts of shenanigans with all the uh, the mana you can generate. So uh, yeah, stepping out of his comfort the comfort zone there to play some blue and uh, a few counters was uh, good to see, but. Uh, I think he needed to go and have a shower after uh, after the draft just to uh, wash away all the uh, the dirty feeling that he had. Because he's not used to the words in response coming from, his, from his mouth. He's used to people saying it to him. He's, he's used to playing at sorcery speed. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, was great fun and yeah, per- perfect way to cap off a, a big weekend and, uh, you know, sort of the end of a, a big year for us. So yeah, I think uh, if, if you've never drafted a cube before if uh, you know you've got someone in your local area maybe at your local store or a friend of yours or something like that 
then uh, yeah, definitely give it a try. There is actually a website uh, which we probably you know we'll talk about if we do a, mm-hmm. an episode focused on Cube, but CubeTutor.com. Yep, that's actually where I got mine. So I have a Pauper Cube, which is uh, all commons, and uh, it's definitely worthwhile going and having a look at that site. You can get sort of uh, effectively what like an average cube. You know, you, you can you can specify what what you want your cube to be. You know, the size and uh, you know if you want commons, uncommons, rares, however, however you want to build it. And it will give you like an average across of a whole bunch of other people's cubes, so you can get like the the generic cube if you if you don't really know what to where to start and that sort of thing. And that's what I did with my uh, my pauper cube. It just gave me a good starting spot, and uh, yeah, built built it up. Being pauper and being all commons, it was pretty cheap. And uh, yeah, I can just sort of tune that as I go as we play it every now and then and or mm-hmm. i see a, a new card getting printed in in the new sets so i'll pull something out that that looks a bit average and put that one in and yeah it's great fun you know we just, i just keep it as a set it's just sitting there in my cupboard take it whenever we go somewhere and if we happen to get eight people we can draft it so yeah i'd, I'd highly recommend finding someone who has a cube or building one of your own and then getting together with your mates and uh having a play i, th- I think maybe we might be able to uh this is just you know throwing it out there i know, I know a few people have been asking to do some drafts, you know, not on uh, some of the other drafting services that you can do online. Yeah. We might have to actually tee up and do a, a cube draft in in that. I think you can load your own. Set yeah, well, Chewy has. There. You can actually do it, and so I've drafted his cube on there. So yeah, okay. if if you hop into our Discord, um, you'll find the link there. We'll put it in. I'm pretty sure it's in the limited channel somewhere, but or hit us up and we'll we'll send you the link to it. Um, and then the only problem is playing games. You need something that is like. Um, cockatrice or x-mage yeah, or something yeah. like that that you can use so a third party one because obviously you know we don't all have access to these strange old cards um and then yeah in theory you'd be able to battle it out so definitely keen to do that at some point for sure yep sounds good and uh, if we ever ever get back to some sort of major grand prix or something here in australia where we can actually catch up with all you lovely people out there then uh, we'll make sure we have our cubes on hand and we might be able to get some of those done over a weekend. Be uh, be great fun. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. So there is another event coming up this weekend. We've mentioned this. I think you and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, Cracker. The uh, the next arena open. So that's actually on this weekend. So the uh, the twelfth and thirteenth of December. Uh, you know, same same old format. Or, or this is one of the ones where you can do best of one or best of three on day one to uh, to try and qualify for day two. So seven wins in best of one before you get your third loss, or uh, four wins in best of three before you get your first loss will uh, will qualify you for day two. And yeah, there's uh you know two thousand bucks cash if you get seven wins on day two, or a thousand bucks cash if you get six wins and a whole bunch of gems. So Pretty good value, and uh, yeah, if you can find the time to get into it, then uh, I definitely recommend doing that. I might. Uh, my wife's working on uh, on Saturday, so I think I'm sure I'll be able to find some time to at least have one shot of it. But yeah, it is historic. So, what are you? Uh, what's your recommendation for the listeners out there, Cracker? What would you be running? You know, obviously, you know, as people who listen to this podcast would know, you're a pretty much a free to play player on arena so limited limited on the decks that you can play. So, mm-hmm. take away that. What uh, what would be your recommendation for people to play? Um, I mean, you have to be mindful of the big event that's just happened, right? Like, yep. yeah, particularly if you're going into best of three, um, you're going to have to expect that there's going to be a bunch of these kind of mid-range and control decks. And, I mean, goblins is still just going to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just it just is. It's It's been super powerful and, you know, will continue to be so until, you know, if maybe something happens to it, which 
I'm not convinced that it needs to, and I'm kind of happy that they haven't done anything. I know everyone was up in arms about... Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, what, what would I play? <laughs> I mean, in Best of One, I'd probably just play Burn. Now that you've got access to the... Uh, what's it called? The elf that adds mana back when you cast it. Uh, burning... Burning Tree Emissary. Yeah, yeah Burning Tree Emissary. I was going to say Burning yeah. Tree Shaman, but that's not right. No, no. Um... Yeah, I think that there's there's I played uh, it's a little while ago now, um, but there's some really strong builds with um, Luris as a companion, and you know you've got like um, Soul Scar Mage available now and a couple of other things like that to just kind of punch through some more prowess creatures. Yep, uh, I think in Best of One you'd struggle to do better than that. I mean that's just a, a personal thing. Best of Three, I don't know. Honestly, I I think in historic. You have to be mindful of what people have done, but then you also have to remember that there's just lots of, lots of, the majority of people have got, you know, budgetary constraints and debt constraints and things that they want to play. Like you and Chewie, for example, love the Godfarer's Gifts decks. Yep. Didn't see play at all over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the, you look at these things and you go, well, maybe there's going to be less main deck Graft Diggers cages now because there wasn't such a huge representation of stuff that needed it in the you know, Zendikar Rising Championship metagame. I don't know that that's correct. No, but- I mean, Goblins <laughs> Goblins is still there. <laughs> well, it is, but, you know, it, it depends on how much you think you're going to see it. Look, honestly, it, with Historic, it feels like it's kind of close to modern where if you know your deck well, yeah, you should go with that. Yep, yep, I agree. Yeah, it, 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 Historic is definitely starting to take on that modern feel where there's, there's a ton of decks and it definitely rewards you for playing the deck that you play very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping there is going to be a lot of Grafdigger's Cages still getting around in, in best of three because, yeah, you've got the Uro decks and the Goblins decks and the yes. Sacrifice decks that are all bringing stuff out of the graveyard. So, yeah, there are probably quite a few of those. I, I, I do like your uh, your take there for best of one with the, the Mono Red. I think uh, that's probably not a bad idea. I would actually, my recommendation, I, as everybody out there would know, I play... Not real magic, as uh, Chewie would refer to it, best one. Uh, I would actually play uh, Jun Sacrifice. So uh, Ivan Flock played in uh, in the tournament uh, Jun Sacrifice, and it's pretty much the old standard Jun Sacrifice, like four main deck Corvolds. Four Corvolds? Yeah, four Corvolds. Uh, and yeah, it's just adding in... He's got a one-off Chandra. I uh, don't know how necessary that is, but... A Maelstrom Pulse, some Thought Seizers, and some Fatal Pushes, uh, and a you know, slight upgrade to your mana base with the different lands that you're able to get access to now. And yeah, just the old the old usual Cats, Geese, Mayhem Devils, Witches Ovens, Trailer Crumbs, that sort of stuff, and get people dead that way. So that's a deck that I I enjoyed playing a lot, uh, and is very powerful, and you know it, uh, it did pretty well on the weekend. But if you're, playing, if you're planning on playing best of one, you're not going to see as many people with graft diggers in the main, uh, so it's probably yeah. uh, probably not a bad best of one deck to to be running. So, and it's one of those decks that can grind against pretty much everything, and you do have some answers. I mean, this this version is only playing one Maelstrom Pulse, uh, and then obviously some some Thoughtsies as well. So you've got some main deck answers to a potential graft diggers cage. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's probably a, a pretty good option for uh, for best of ones. So that w- that would be my recommendation. Nice. 
But, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. If we can uh, find the time, hopefully we can on the weekend and, and get in on that, and then, yeah, we can report on it uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I think uh, I think that's going to do us for tonight, Cracker. Sound, sounds so. like that's about it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, uh, yeah, make sure uh, you come and join us in our Discord because, uh, yeah, we will be announcing probably maybe on the first cast we do in the new year, we'll be announcing our tournament series as uh, as we are now calling it <laughs> or as i'm calling it now <laughs> so official the the magic beans tournament series so we will we'll be announcing that in january so make sure you're in our discord so you're getting all the information about that obviously we'll talk about it on the podcast as well but the discord's the best place to get all the info and then you know you'll need to be in there to play in our events but Plenty of chat going on in there, plenty of places to get uh, good advice on your decks and, uh, you know, just have a bit of fun chatting with all the uh, other people in there. So come and join us. Uh, If you want to show us some support directly and uh, get around in some sweet Magic Beans gear, we do have our merch store. So the link for that is in the show notes. And I meant to tell you earlier, Cracker, and I completely forgot, I have uh, put a fairly decent discount on all of our merch that I updated a couple of days ago as a uh, bit of a Christmas special. So, Ooh, nice. It's, uh, you know, there's uh, some pretty good prices. If you've never looked at our merch store before, go and have a look. There's some some pretty good deals you can get there, all the T-shirts and hoodies and, uh, you know, you can get singlets and mouse pads and mugs, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it's all, uh, all going at a good discounted price at the moment, uh, which will probably run up till the new year and then put it back to the normal prices. So now's the time. Give yourself a Christmas present. And uh, you, you're definitely not going to get it by Christmas because uh, it comes all the way from America. But uh, you'll get you- it before next Christmas. <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> and look, if you're listening in America, then maybe you will get it before Christmas. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's possible. Yeah. So yeah, go and check that out because uh, yeah, we we as we said when uh, when we finally get this next Grand Prix or whatever major event and we get to meet some of you lovely people, it would be awesome to be seeing heaps of people decked out in the Magic Beans gear. So check that out. Uh, we would love it if you go and show Josh and, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar some support and uh, join the auction group and then start bidding on all their daily auctions because they allow us to do all the awesome things and run the awesome events that we do. So we want to give back to them as much as we possibly can. And don't forget to tag in that post to yeah. win, get in the running to win a box of Commander Legends. Yep. Join the group if you're not already in there and invite a friend and comment on the giveaway post to be in the running for one of six boxes of commander legends which is insane good one pat he's nuts man (laughs) yes he is (laughs) all right you can find us on youtube facebook twitch and twitter all of those places just search for magic beans cast and you'll find us on there or all the links for that are all in the show notes as always if you want to find me on twitter i am at peace inc cracker you are at joel hill underscore very good. So that'll do us for this episode. Thank you, as always, for listening out there. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. 